entrepreneur. It doesn't matter where you are currently located in the world because it's time to settle in and buckle up for another exciting and potentially profitable episode of The Marketing Minute with your host, Mark Newsom, otherwise known as Mr. Marketing. Hey, entrepreneur, this is Mark Newsom, Mr. Marketing, and welcome to another exciting and potentially profitable episode of The Marketing Minute. Ladies and gentlemen, today I want to talk to you about one of the most powerful marketing lessons you can and should learn from your local restaurant. Actually, it's not really the restaurant we're going to focus on. It's the waiter or waitresses. Let me give you an idea of what I mean. If you know anybody who's a waiter or a waitress, or if you yourself have ever been one, you know that they make 90% of their income on the back end through tips. And in fact, even though you know the minimum wage has been raised by law, the bottom line is they really don't make their money. The vast majority of it, pardon me, on the front end, it's the tips. That in fact, some restaurants in these uh, high-scale uh, uh, type restaurants, the gratuity, the tip, is automatically built in and it's 15%. So if somebody orders two, three, four, five hundred dollars six hundred dollars thousand dollars fifteen hundred dollars worth of stuff, that gratuity is automatically built into their bill. And the waiter or waitress, you know, or if it's multiple of them, they they split it up. Or if it's one one person, they get the whole thing. But I want you to think about this. Here's what most sadly uh, profit-seeking entrepreneurs, small business owners, and I don't mean small in stature, I mean small in the fact of they don't have Fortune 500 direct access to Fortune 500 type of uh, assets and resources yet. But that doesn't mean they won't or can't. I want you to think about this. Think about somebody who runs a mom-and-pop corner deli store. The vast majority of them make their money selling the products in the uh, store, right? And they buy it from, you know, some local vendor at quote-unquote wholesale, meaning a lower price. And then they turn around and sell it slightly higher for retail price. And they make the difference spread if there's any. Now, sometimes some of the uh, corner store people are smart. Like, they'll take uh, a small uh, container of butter. And they'll have one price if you buy the whole thing, but a lot of times, say 25 to 40% of their customer base they've discovered over time just need that one stick of butter to get them over the hump. So they'll tap one package or two where they just sit the bars out and they sell them at per bar. Like, so let's say I'm just making this up, for example. Let's say the whole thing is uh, $2.99 or let's just say $3. Well, they'll sell each one now, say, for uh 80 cents or a dollar well this way here the person could come in and spend a dollar and they can just buy that stick of butter but if they buy four of them i mean you know if the, the company sells four of them they gross four dollars now so here's what i want you to think about here's a waiter or waitress who makes 90% of their income on what we call the back end, and yet a staggering 95 to 98% of most small business owners and service providers 
They don't even have a back end. They don't even realize it exists. And yet here they're looking at a waiter or waitress when they go into a, you know, a nice restaurant where there are waiter and waitresses. And they know the waiters and waitresses make most of their money on the back end, but it never dawns on them that they or you possibly that you can and should structure your business or service the exact same way, meaning your back end could become far more profitable than the front end of your business once you develop a certain marketing perspective. And that's what I'm hopefully going to try to share with you uh, throughout all the podcasts that you listen to, but specifically this one. Now, let me give you a simple example. And I don't, when I say simple, ladies and gentlemen, you know the old saying, simple doesn't necessarily mean easy. Simple means simple. Like if I say seven plus three, that's simple. But that doesn't necessarily mean that somebody is going to grasp it. But it's still simple. Now, let me give you an idea of what I'm talking about. Without name dropping here, there you know the name. This is the reason why I'm saying I'm going to name drop. There's a very famous female celebrity. And actually, that's a misnomer. They're, they're not really, quote, they have celebrity, but I'm saying their claim to fame isn't really because they're a quote, unquote, celebrity. I just don't want to drop the name because then it's too obvious. And you say, oh, yeah, well, that person, Mark, they could do it because. Because that's kind of your mantra. You know, this person can do it because, that person can, can do it because, but somehow not you. Because your situation is so unique. Yeah, right. Anyway, this particular female went on the O, Lady Oprah, and sat on the couch and had on this particular uh, dress. And of course... The people wrote in and went to Oprah's blog and demanded to know, A, what was the name of it, if there was a name, and B, where in the world did she get it? Now, here's the point. The company that actually was carrying this particular style of dress started selling out and getting massive orders. Now, I want to stop right here because here's what I want to try to make clear to you. You don't begin to see all the marketing possibilities in this simple little information I just shared with you because you have a tendency to see the tree, but not the entire forest of previously untapped marketing possibilities. So I'm going to try to go back through, peel the onion back, and show you. You listen to this one episode at least three times. If you absolutely positively come out on the other side and say, I still don't see how I can apply your information, Mark, it's beyond obvious. You and I simply are not a match. And in my opinion, you should move on. Now, that's as simple and as straightforward as I can make it. Now, getting back to the example. First of all, this is not about trying to get on Oprah Winfrey. All right. That's the first thing I want you to see. That's the, you know, the macro level We're trying to get on Tony Robbins podcast or Johnny Dumas's podcast or Marie Folio's podcast or Amy Porterfield's podcast or Russell Brunson's podcast or Dean Grazio's podcast or Robert Allen's podcast. I don't even know if Robert Allen has podcast. But anyway, the point is, if that's the way you're looking at this again, you've got the wrong perspective. I'm giving you a concept, a strategy. In other words, think of what I'm saying as 7 plus 3. I took two numbers, added them to get to a third number. 
So what's your two number combination to get to the third? Is it five plus five? Is it six plus four? Is it nine plus one? And that's addition. Can you use subtraction? Sure. Multiplication? Sure. A combination of the above? Sure. In fact, let me give you a speaking combinations. Let me share something really, really cool with you. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to this particular recording on a free, what they call open source, open source, pardon me, software called Audacity. And you spell it A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y. It's free. You can download it. Go to go to YouTube and put in how to install Audacity because there's some other little fancy gizmo that you have to. I had to get help one of my coaches uh, to show me how to do it, but I got it up and going. But the reason why I'm sharing this with you is this: there's nothing fancy about this free piece of software or open source software, whatever you want to call it. You can literally have somebody install this for you, and in five minutes, let's say it's ten minutes, you could then start recording audio clips. Now, I, because I have a podcast, I have a host, paid host. I upload the stuff to the host, and then they do their magic, and they uh, help it go viral and spread it all over the Internet on these other different hosts pick it up and then it's a matter of getting it promoted so that you know it's when people watch or listen to one uh, particular area that they're interested in hopefully your information or my information comes up so that they realize oh here's another you know how Amazon when you buy one thing they say if you like that you might like this and they you know they, they put it forth but they only put forth stuff that's relevant and that sells I mean in other words they don't put the lowest selling product there they, they pick something that is selling really well so anyway, let me get back to my point. This person went on this television show, and it happened to be Oprah Winfrey, which means it was a huge audience. Probably like instead of the normal seventy-five million, because of this person, this particular female's you know super international celebrity status, maybe a hundred million, one hundred twenty million watch. I don't really know what the actual numbers are, but here's the point that I want you to grasp for an entrepreneur. I'm just using this as an example. Now, this really happened, but I'm saying it didn't happen with the person I'm about or people I'm about to introduce into this now. But I want to get you into a mindset. Let's say it was Lady Gaga or Beyonce or Taylor Swift. Now, they go on this show you know, wearing this particular outfit. They're there to, say, promote their upcoming uh, uh, world tour, a book, a movie they're participating in, whatever. A play. I don't know. You, you know, it doesn't matter. Here's the concept. They're also wearing this outfit that attracts attention. And I don't mean because, you know, it's a sexy outfit. I mean, I'm sure, you know, it looks good on those ladies. But the point is, they're wearing this outfit and the women primarily want to know, ooh, you know, this looks good. What, where did they get that? Now, what if Taylor, Beyonce, or Lady Gaga were to say, I uh, have a special arrangement with designer clothing designer X or company X you go to this website and they flash a website and after the dot com or dot whatever forward slash they say put in this code because in reality I am a registered affiliate for this company but I've hooked you up and when I say a registered affiliate ladies and gentlemen what I'm telling you is for every purchase that's made I earn a commission. 
I want you to know that up front. But I've also saved you 30% of what you would normally pay if you just found the website on your own and decided to buy something. And this is a lifetime arrangement, meaning anything you purchase from this day out, provided you use that code, you're going to save money and I'm going to earn a commission. Now, that's the entrepreneurial side of what I'm trying to get you to see. And they made the rounds on, you know, several of the major shows. Now, let me show you the next layer of that. These superstar celebrities, athletes, entertainers, who are, they don't book themselves on these shows. They have agents and companies that take care of that. So I want you to think about this now. I'm, again, I'm telling you, I'm trying to peel back the onion to start to get you to think like an entrepreneur. Let's suppose you're one of the top companies, I don't know what the correct term would be, booking agents, agencies. And you get these people because you have relationships with the people or the producers and the people who are looking for guests and all that. You know, there's a whole multi-billion dollar infrastructure you and I don't even see. But here's the point. Let's suppose your agency is in, the, say, the top 10 in the world. That means you're, you're doing really, really well. You have, you know, arrangements with these men and women who, by and large, they from time to time change jobs and all this stuff, just like every other industry in the world. But you have relationships with these men and women so that you can make a phone call, send a text, uh, send an email, and it'll get open and read. And somebody will get back to you within, say, a maximum of four, uh, 72 hours or less. Generally, a whole lot less. But the point is, you're, you know, your email's not just going to be deleted as spam or unwanted. So here's the point. Follow this now. What if you, I'm talking about the agency now put together an arrangement with these superstar celebrities, in this case, Taylor Swift, Beyonce, or Lady Gaga, and you say, listen, I can get you a manufacturing uh, revenue share arrangement with uh, the company that distributes this. You just pick out 10, 12 outfits you like, and when you go on to these shows, when these people rush over to the blog, or we'll make sure you have a, a time in there, even though you're promoting your album or your next tour or whatever, we will make sure that they know there's a link they can go to and start purchasing products here at this particular company and save X. In exchange for doing that, we'll either A, waive the fee we normally charge to get you on these shows because we want a part of this back end that you're putting together. Entrepreneur, can you see that happen? I'm not saying, oh, Mark, I couldn't do that. I'm not asking you to do that. I'm saying, can you see how that might work? That's the first thing. Now, turn it around. Can you see Oprah saying, I want to start booking some of these high-profile female guests, and she could do it with guys, too. But I want to do it because... I'm going to turn them on to this new designer I'm working with. And the designer is going to let them pick out 10 or 12 outfits that we know will be rocking. Or a jeweler. Think about this. Oprah makes a deal with a jeweler and says, I'm going to bring these people on, but I want you to hook them up with some nice looking bling, like a nice diamond studded necklace that might cost $12,000. And your hard cost is, say, five. And a bracelet. 
and some earrings. So when they come on here, people are going to want to know, you know, wow, that's awesome. They really look great. And of course, Oprah will be rocking some bling herself. And the deal will be that these uh, women turn them onto this website and they can go there and get a discount. But in reality, these uh, women are an affiliate for the jeweler, just like Oprah is. Oprah's multiplying herself. I'm going to show you a real simple micro uh, example of this in just a second. So hold on. Because I don't, again, I don't want you thinking this is just only for superstar, high entertain, or high level international known people. It's not, but it certainly can go there. Now, getting back to this example, Oprah's leveraging her influence, and these these women come on. They're getting this strut, uh, this nice looking bling, and they're going to send them to one website, you know, with a different uh, affiliate code. That's, uh, in other words, Taylor has her own affiliate code. Lady Gaga has her own, and so does Beyonce. And when the people, because remember, they're not just going to be on Oprah's show; they're making the rounds. And that's why Oprah wants them to have their own affiliate code, which in reality, Oprah's going to get 25% of their 25% or something like that. So the point is, Oprah's multiplying herself and her leverage and influence. And these women are off doing these interviews. And when they go on the radio, they just give the website and tell the people to put in the affiliate code. And they could take, take it, pardon me, a step further by saying, Make sure you use this affiliate code because as soon as you do, you're automatically entered into a drawing where you're going to win X. And it could be something like $25,000 cash, which in reality, instead of the advertiser just blasting out ads all over the place and spending hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars, they just give away $25,000 a month. In a year, that's, I was going to say only 300000 But I mean, in terms of instead of spending millions, now they've got it down to a finite number that they know because they have these celebrities in the front, at, you know, as a catalyst to get people to do this. Now, I want you to think back to what I originally started talking about, these waiters and waitresses in the back end. And you're thinking, okay, Mark, that, you know, it kind of sounds, you know, kind of interesting, theoretically. What, what does this have to do with waiters? Well, not so much what it has to do with waiters and waitresses as what it has to do with you and your business entrepreneur. And here's what I mean by that. You need to start developing a back, what we call a back end. Like, for example, I've shared this example before. Now I'm going to give it to you again, but I'm going to give you the condensed version, but I'm going to now show you how you scale it. Here's a simple example. You own that corner deli store. Remember the one where we had the example with the butter instead of selling just cases of butter you you take let's say it's four sticks to the case and you sell each individual stick because sometimes your customers come in they just need that stick of butter they really don't want to have to buy a whole uh, you know container of butter. Now follow this. One of your main customers comes in two three times a week. They buy without fail coffee, large coffee, a donut or two, a bagel, maybe some cigarettes. Maybe they're not, even, let's not even make them a smoke. But they buy you know, large, you know, during the winter, it's uh, large cocoa, large coffee. And any other time in the summertime, if you sell uh, lemonade, I'm sorry, uh, iced tea, they, they may go buy an iced tea out of the cooler. 
and still get their uh, bagels and cream cheese or whatever. Now, during the course of the conversation, you find out they just bought a $5,000 state-of-the-art stereo system or if it's summertime, they just bought this smoking hot grill that would normally retail for $4,000 but it's on a closeout for $1,500 and they paid $1,500 uh, to buy this thing because they're going to be barbecuing like crazy this summer, anticipating really good weather and on and on and on. Now you say, okay, what does that have to do with anything, Mark? Stop and think about this. The retailer that sold, the appliance retailer that sold them either the uh, high-end closeout stereo system or the 65-inch uh, flat-screen television or t TV or this uh, grill that state-of-the-art that they sold on the closeout. That company spends, you don't want to know how much money on local, outrageously expensive, local primetime radio, TV, newspaper, throwaway guide, advertisements. And ladies and gentlemen, sadly, I have to admit, in the time it's taken you to listen to this podcast, Umpteen ads have paid, played on your local radio station that perhaps you normally listen to at this time or is playing on the television. You didn't see any of it, but that company is still out the money. That's what I want you to get you to see. So you tell me, if you were one of those retailers, would you have a problem if a local company offered to lead generate for you at a greatly reduced rate? So in other words, if they go on, this company, this appliance company goes on TV, local television, prime time. Now we're talking the early morning commute and when you come back home and in early evening. And normally if somebody ends up coming into the store in the next day or two, when they put a pencil to it based on how much they spent on the advertisement. And remember, they don't just run the advertisement one time. That's a complete waste, complete waste of money. Pardon me. They have to run it multiple times or it isn't worth their time. So when they do how many customers or leads came through the door based on this particular ad, you know, they're tracking, how did you hear about us, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're averaging anywhere from 500, they'd be happy to pay 500 a lead to $1,000 a lead. And again, they're banking on the fact that they're, they're hoping you're gonna come back and they really don't have a lot of stuff in place to get you to come back, which is sad, no bounce back offers and that kind of stuff. Uh, I should say market tested bounce back offers because you can do a bounce back offer that's kind of bland. And But the point being, they don't, they're not doing any of that. And so there is sort of reactionary marketing. And what I mean by that is you come in, you buy something, they thank you, hand you receipt and hope you come back, you know. That's not really marketing, in my opinion. But the point I'm trying to get to is this. Do you think, would you rather pay $50 to $100 a lead or $500 to 1000 I think we know the answer is pretty obvious. Okay. Well, what would happen if your little small mom and pop pizzeria business, uh, Mexican, Jamaican, Chinese restaurant, or corner store, started lead generating for them and for every person that becomes a customer pays pays money no matter how much they spend on that initial purchase you're willing to pay the person who generated the lead for you initially fifty dollars and once they produce twenty five or x number of paying customers you're gonna double that to a hundred dollars so now they're making 
they would initially start, it could start out at 25, but let's just use, I'm using 50 for a specific reason, you'll see in a moment, but you start out paying them $50, uh, a customer, now I'm saying a lead, but when I say a lead, meaning a customer, they pay, they buy something, you get $50. So theoretically, they could come in the store, and let's say you have something that uh, sells for 60 bucks, and that's your gross, that's not your, your net. And let's say your cost for this particular thing is $52, I'm just making this up. You could pay this person $50 and you say, well, wait a minute, Mark, they're only getting $2. Yeah, but they're banking again. Remember on the fact that you're going to come back. And the way I would be uh, recommending that they market and promote, as long as they broke even on that first sale, or even if they had a slight loss because they're going to work the back end uh, really strategically, it doesn't matter. But especially if they can make a small front end profit on that first purchase and then go from there that's this is you're off to the races now here's my point let's say your uh, ideal customer who comes in a couple of times a week they buy their uh, let's say it's winter time so they buy a large cup of coffee pay X they buy their two bagels with cream cheese pay X and they buy a pastry you know and you know if there's not too many people to store you know you have your little one to two minute visit Maybe you talk about the sporting events or something that happened, you know, uh, recently some event that happened, like when Tiger unfortunately had his, his, his nearly fatal accident. You know, you have some kind of uh, commonality there that you're talking about. Now, here's my point. Let's say that same customer walked out the door and they went and bought that $5,000 stereo system on a closeout. So they paid three grand for it save two thousand dollars a you know they're gonna be bragging like crazy about it they're telling you about it but B far more important what if you were the one who gave them an extremely time-sensitive hand-dated uh, two-sided market tested gift certificate and then they went and ended up purchasing that and you earned 50 bucks and then when you reach 25 customers now the appliance dealer says I double I'm gonna double your commission now every customer you send me you make a hundred bucks so if that first time customer comes to the store and spends seventy five dollars which is gross you still earn a hundred bucks now that you've sent me 25 customers and you say well how could they afford to do that mark again the appliance center based off the way I'm showing you how to do this and the way that they know the total lifetime their, their ideal customers total lifetime customer value metrics it's worth it to them because they know they're gonna get anywhere from say two hundred dollars on a loan to eleven thousand dollars over the next five to seven year period which about seventy or eighty percent of that is gross profit and the other twenty is expensive part of this twenty percent which i hope this isn't too, too complicated you're in that twenty percent meaning that hundred dollar commission that they're now paying you now that you've reached uh, 25 or whatever the number is X number of customers now here's the leverage what if you have two employees working full-time or let's say one is full-time the other was part-time in that corner store with you and you turn to them and say hey how would you like to earn an extra uh, $25 every time you bring uh, this company a lead and when you reach 25 the same number as you it doubles to 50 so meaning when you're not here you could be out this is your side hustle and I'm gonna give you an extremely time since you got 72 hours you can go over to the supply store and if you come alone you save 10% up to $200 small window 
just for dragging a friend who's at least 18, you save 40% off up to $1,500. And provided the uh, person you bring joins their email list before they leave the store, they can serve 30% off any purchase up to $1,000. Now the point is, now that you're getting $100, you'll get $100 every time you create your own leads as a store owner. I'm talking about the uh, mom and pop store owner now. But the people you've brought in, and this is a multi-level, but I mean it's kind of the same concept. You're leveraging their network now and you're saying, hey, instead of me earning 100 I'm going to give you 50 So you earn half. 50 bucks. They earn 50. But you're doing more business now on the side. You could mathematically figure out how many of these you need to give away. In other words, you, you need to find out your ratio. What do you mean, Mark? How many of these do you need to give away or they need to give away before you generate a sale, a customer for that appliance or, you know, it's a furniture concern, whatever you, whoever you're doing this with. Once you know that ratio, you know for X number of these we give out, we're going to get this many customers, then you could figure out based on what your rent is, let's say your rent is $1,500, if you divide, let's say in this case it's going to be 100 so $1,500, whatever your rent is, now I'm just using this example, divided by 100, you'd need 15 of these, 15 customers for the month at $100 a lead, you just paid your rent. Now that means everything you do in terms of gross profit for the business, I'm talking about that retail corner store, that's all yours now. Whereas opposed to before, it was going toward rent, this, that, you know, employee expenses, insurance, you know, and everything's prorated by the day, blah, 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 so, which means you need to earn so much every day so that you can gross enough to stay in business. Well, now you just took rent off the table and you don't have to stop there. I mean, I, what I'm trying to show you is this is all a mindset. Now, some of you know, and I, I'm, I'm bringing this up for a reason, that I'm a, a, one of the co-creators to a new state-of-the-art paid membership site that my uh, expert seven-figure earning coach, mentor, and friend, James McAllister of jamesmcallisteronline.com. James has just launched. It's officially open now, people, because you've heard, if you've listened to any of the uh, past podcasts, you've heard me say he's uh, in the final stages. Well, it's done. It's open. My information is in there. Some of my information, I'm going to be adding a whole lot more. I'm one of the co-content uh, creators for the site with James, and there's several others. I mean, he's James is doing exactly what I'm telling you about the corner store. He's reaching out to other experts. He's supplying them. Without me, he's already got a state-of-the-art uh, paid membership site. But with me as a co-creator and the other people that he's tapped into, I mean, this guy knows a lot of people. And a, and a lot of them earn seven and eight figures, okay? So he's reaching out to them, tapping into their expertise. This site is going to become an ongoing resource. That's the goal. And as that develops, and my stuff is in there, and these other co-creators in there, I hope you see the, the potential joint venture possibilities. But my point being, as James's audience, for lack of a better word, grows, so does every co-creator's uh such as myself, exposure ratio grow. So my point is this small uh, uh, 
retail, uh, I'm sorry, a mom and pop store could go to other small vendors around the area and say, hey, there's a simple way you could pay your rent or take some of that rent expense off the table. Would you like to know about it? And what happens is where it says referred by, the business owner would put their name and then that guy, that, or this woman who is the one who's the catalyst behind this, you know, that corner store owner, they put their name underneath. That way, the retail appliance center knows that the bottom name, in this case, is the one who, who uh, generated these leads. But, but even though they'll, you know, pay this company separate and also pay the, the main person who is, you know, doing this, multiplying themselves, they are without the retail appliance center having to do a whole lot of work or salesmanship. They're multiplying themselves like crazy. And remember, the key is every store or individual that that corner store gets involved with, the retail appliance person has agreed to hook that person up, meaning the owners and their employees with a, you know, a, you know an ethical bribe. Come alone, 10% off, up to $200, simply for dragging somebody. I give you 40% or X, you know, whatever it is, uh, up to 1000 or $1,500. Because once somebody, I say somebody buys a tablet. That would normally cost $800 if they didn't have any connections and they just waited for a sale. Now they get that tablet for $400. You don't think they're going to be all over Facebook bragging about it, telling friends, uh, neighbors, ex-neighbors, current neighbors, their best friends, their relatives, their in-laws. Of course they are. Uh, Ex-co-workers, future co-workers. Are you kidding me? And that's going to lead to additional purchases. You better believe it. So this retail appliance center is getting uh, generating first-time customers for literally pennies on a dollar and then picking up all that back end. And they're doing it paying $100 a lead where they used to gladly go on tele local radio, primetime television, radio, and uh, uh, the local throwaway guys with half and full-page ads spending outrageous sums of money for a fraction of the, the result. Entrepreneur, this is marketing. This is the kind of thing that can be done. Like, you know how you take a, you see these, you watch, if you ever like, if you got kids especially, or, or young uh, nephews and nieces who are small, and they you watch these nature shows and these uh, kind of uh, scientific-based documentaries, sometime on Hulu or, uh, uh, what's the other popular one, uh, Netflix, and they take that drop of water, and it just looks like to the human eye, a drop of water. And then, you know, the scientist puts the, the uh, they look at it under the lens. And all of a sudden, they show you all this light you and I never see. Like, wow, look at this. The whole thing, this whole kind of situation is going on with marketing and promoting. And you can take it to levels that you and I just can't even appreciate. But what I'm saying to you is you don't have to take it that far. Unless you want to. Or as I heard a, a very successful uh, billionaire real estate investor say, we can lower this down to any level of mediocrity you're comfortable with. So I'm saying if the mom and pop corner store only takes it as far as they get paid so much per lead and they turn their employees onto it. And let's say they turn over five years, you know, because employees come and go, they turn 15 employees onto it and only two of them ever really do anything. 
that's still more business for that retail appliance center that they don't have to advertise traditionally to get. And remember, those men and women who they'll purchase something, they'll brag to their friends about it, and then some of those friends or professional or personal contacts will become customers and so on and so forth. That's marketing. So by me being in, me and other co-creators, being in James's, uh, James McAllister's uh, state-of-the-art paid membership site, first of all, remember, the men and women who are being exposed to us in that site paid to be there. That's a whole different caliber of customer coming to your blog, say in this case my blog for the first time. They paid to come in there. And James has already said, as I point out to, to you in a, a past uh, uh, podcast and on my blog post, he is going to start recommending that his retail clients reach out to me for a free strategy session. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, let's just cover. I hope you can see the point that I was trying to make about the leverage. Now, this is, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have, if you're serious, you're going to have to go back and listen to this two or three times. And I guarantee you, if you're in the one or two percent, your brain is going to be on fire. Now, for the 98 percent of you, this is probably a waste of your time. It really is. Because you're closed minded and you don't, you can only see the tree, not the forest. So I can't unlock your mind and really be honest with you, I don't have the interest in trying to do that. I'm looking for the players. So on that note, we're going to transition now into the housekeeping part. For those of you who've been around now, you know what's coming. Here's the thing. If you got value out of this, and I sincerely hope you did, share this with anybody you know who's serious about earning a profit in business on or offline. They'll definitely thank you for it later. Ladies and gentlemen, if you know of anybody who has a podcast that's business-orientated, and they are proactively looking for guests, or if you yourself have a podcast that's business orientated, uh, I don't care how big or how small your show is, I'd love to be a guest. Now, here's the other thing. If you listen to this entire thing and you're thinking, wow, Mark, this is really interesting, I would love to hire you on either a one-time hourly basis or an ongoing maintenance basis, Ladies and gentlemen, my rates are currently very affordable, just $250 an hour. What you need to do is simply go to my blog, uyoucanmarketonlinenow.com forward slash contact, meaning go to the contact page of the blog. Simply put in there, paid help. Put your name, it, it, the, the, the body, the message of your, your, your main email should just simply let me know. Your name, obviously area code, phone number, and time zone if you're located in the U.S. I'm on what's called New York or Eastern Standard Time, EST. If you're in California, we're a full three hours difference. If you're somewhere in between California and New York, it's going to be an hour to two hours difference, just depending. Preferably, we can get together for 15 minutes sometimes, ideally Monday through Friday, but if push comes to shove and your schedule simply will not permit it, if need be, if you're open to it, we can do it on a Saturday afternoon to up, you know, up, up to early evening. Now, if you're located outside the U.S. and you like what you hear and you'd like to hire me again uh, for an hour or, you know, an ongoing maintenance situation, 
My current rates are just $250 an hour. And if you only want to do one and done, that's fine. There's no long-term contract commitments, none of that. Simply put, again, go to the contact page of my blog, youcanmarketonlinenow.com forward slash contact. Subject line, paid help. You just put your name. Obviously, you don't need to put your phone number because we're not going to make an international call. And I don't like Skype, just so you know, because it gets buggy at times. But what we can do is jump on Zoom, Z-O-O-M dot U-S. That's not an affiliate link, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll set up a time where we can do a 15-minute, what I like to call, discovery or power consultation. And A, let's see if we are a match, meaning the skills and the resources and the contacts I have, let's see if that's a match for you and vice versa. If we're not, ladies and gentlemen, there's still ways where you and I can revenue share. And basically, maybe you know of an association that uh, needs an in-house marketing uh, expert, what I like to call resident. You know, like you have, you know how some people have private chefs and private doctors. You have men and women who know social media and different forms of marketing, SEO, search and optimization, uh, copywriting. In this particular case, I will help you with the marketing, the promoting, the, the, the strategizing, if you will, especially offline. But the point is, if you need that kind of help and you're outside the, the states, we would just jump on Zoom. Now, here's the other thing I need you to do, ladies and gentlemen. If you know of any retail, uh, non-franchise, independently owned retail jewelers, retail furniture concerns, retail appliance centers, you introduce me to them. I put together a revenue share. They normally pay me uh, on a performance basis, meaning I get 25% for every dollar I bring them that clearly didn't have. I will cut you in normally half of my 25%, but I can compensate you by giving you a percentage plus free consulting time, whatever. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, here's what I need you to do. I need you to A, listen to this at least twice if you're a one or two percenter. B, I need you to go to my blog, youcanmarketonlinenow.com. I want you to pick out three different categories, any three you wish. I want you to read a blog post at least twice. I want you to watch the video, especially if it's one of mine, at least twice. And if there's an audio clip, normally it's uh, embedded near the bottom of the post. So as you scale to scroll down, you see a little image and it, it says, I think it says the marketing minute or something, something. And then it'll say whatever the particular episode is. But I need you to listen to that at least twice. And here's why. At the end of that simple exercise, entrepreneur, you will know emphatically whether you and I are compatible. And if we're not, it's okay. There are literally millions of men and women coming online every day. It's not a problem. Okay? No hard feelings. On that note, this is Mark Newsom, Mr. Marketing. And yes, entrepreneur, I am definitely looking forward to being with you again very shortly on another exciting and potentially profitable episode of the Marketing Minute. And remember, entrepreneur, it's not how or where you started at. It's where you ultimately end up that counts.